Before we get started, let me go over some locker room rules. I am not an expert at anything, but I am experienced at a lot of things. This is a judge-free zone. You may hear me speak about God often, like my Bishop RP3 says, I believe in what I believe. I will not let you bully me into believing what you believe, and I won't bully you into believing what I believe. Like Country Wayne say, Jesus is popping. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, let's start with the coach play of the day. Can we normalize being able to tell our friends when they are wrong? Hold them accountable. And tell them when they don't, ain't dressed properly. <laughs> so as we get started, let's welcome our guest, Lexi. Who will discuss? We're going to discuss friends. Okay, now. So, um, my coach T, we're going to start with her. She says, stretch her friends. Stretch her friends is people that pour into you, people that support you, carry you, lift you up. Um, when I think of stretch her friends, like how many stretch her friends do you really have? Me personally, I don't feel like I have maybe one. Really? Stretcher friends. I believe that every friend, anybody who has that title, they're probably a stretcher friend, a stretcher friend at some point in time. But do you think that that word friend title now is just given easily off of Facebook? Friends, friends, friends. Nope, I call them my cousins on my Facebook. <laughs> we ain't friends. We don't call you because you know cousins you can deal with sometimes and sometimes you can't. So we, we call them cousins on my Facebook. Um, definitely people use the word friend a lot, but I think that's, I don't, the, I think where the problem come in at is when you are confused about what category that person should be in your life. Okay. Like everybody got a season. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And I do, too. I feel like there's a step past a stretcher friend. I call it a casket friend. My mom has been deceased for 23 years, and she has two friends. Well, I call them my aunties now. But they went from being there for my mother when she was sick, helping her, to even helping me get her ready for her funeral, to having missed a beat. 23 years later with me or my kids, my grandkids, any of that. Wow. And when I look at my circle, <laughs> I'm like, who, who, who a casket friend? Who will still show up for my kids when I'm gone? I've got some casket friends. Um, you don't need a lot of those. Yeah, you, you you're, you're not going to have a lot of those. You don't need a lot of those. I got a few casket friends. Um, I don't think I... I don't think I, I got a cat in a lot of casket points. I'll probably say I have a core of six. A core of six. And everybody has a role. And at 
times their roles may change. Okay. So for me, I think that's where the friendship boundaries are never creating an anger issue is because now at this grown age, I've realized that they didn't show up how you wanted them to show up. That's why you was mad. It wasn't because they didn't show up. They just didn't show up how you wanted them to show up. Right. And understanding that everybody is not always in the place or in the space to show up the way you want them to show up. Even though that's a selfish moment where I say, like, why didn't you show up? I showed up for you. Well, when I showed up for you, it's because I was capable. And it doesn't mean that when I needed you, you were going to be capable. Something could be going on in your life, too. That's why I say at this grown age, people got kids. It's some businesses. It can be a lot. But you have on. you have some of them friends that expect you to drop, drop what you're doing, drop what you're doing. I'm that friend. I'm gonna drop what I'm doing for mine for sure. I'm dropping what I'm doing for mine. But I'm also the friend who ain't got kids, so I got the freedom to be that friend. And I don't use it as a leverage with my friends. Like, you're not a good friend because you didn't show up the way I the way I showed up for you. I'm going to always be able to show up different than you can because I have that freedom. Uh, exactly. I have that freedom. Now, my babies, it's a lot of baby business babies, but they know, like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Then now, these business babies might get in the way sometimes. And they understand that. Where your kids might be the reason you couldn't show up. Like, I ain't never asking you to miss out on any kids to show up for me. So. Right, right. Or you get some people that um, they like to be in the background. I'm a background person. Mm -hmm. I'm a background person. You ain't got to tell everybody what I did for you. For sure. You ain't got sure. you, you to do none of that. But if you call me and I'm capable, I'm coming. I got you. I'm coming. <laughs> I got you. I feel that. But then we also have toxic friends. And I was watching T.D. Jakes, and he was like, you still need them toxic friends to balance you out. And I'm like, I don't like them toxic friends. What level of toxicity are they? That's, to me, where that where, matters. Well, I mean, I didn't have a, a really, really good friend that I like had to completely let go um, at this big grown age that like literally played with my life. Like Yeah, that, that's probably <laughs> so it was like releasing. You know, we so, we at this big age and you still wanna gossip and drama and all like we supposed to be taking yeah. trips and having fun. Yeah, we we're not doing that at this Yeah, big we're not age. doing that sure. at this big age. For sure we are not doing that level of toxic friend. But I think your the level of toxic friend that you will have depends on where you're at in life. Because if you still like stalking, like if you still stalking your nigga. Like, yeah, don't call me talking about something. Can you do this right with me? Exactly. Like we too old. So yeah, no, at this <laughs> when you call me to do the ride with you, I'm coming. I'm telling you, I'm getting in the car with you. And you're gonna hate that you even picked me up. Hey, so what are we about to go to? And why are we doing this? So you telling me we needed to go by here for you to know? Like I'm I'm your reasoning where right. I get in the car. Definitely call me. Because I'm gonna definitely talk to you on how dumb this is. Yeah, and I'm why a, we I'm need to go out to eat right now. Look, why we going out to breakfast <laughs> instead of going to stop. Right. Like right. somebody gotta lead you down the right path in your moments where your mind isn't clear. And I'm definitely that friend who will be in there like, you want me to do what? Girl, we're not stalking nobody. Yeah. And for me, is my bros, we definitely ain't stalking. Man, y'all better put me on me. Yeah. We ain't doing that. Yeah, because then that, that brings us to that. Um, when I was growing up, I wasn't friends with girls a lot. Um, I was friends with males. Actually, had a male best friend. Well, I ain't going to say had. Me and Burger, that's still my male best friend. Gotcha. So. Oh, baby, bless your soul. <laughs> baby, love you. <laughs> um, he is a whole lot to deal with. Trust mm -hmm. me, I know. But like this some of my real you. conversations that I didn't have that didn't make me look at my own self came from him. Gotcha. 
like, nah, you you getting treated that way because you're allowing that. And if you keep allowing that, it's gonna, you're going to keep getting treated that way. And it was something that I really needed to hear Here. at the time. That's dope. And I didn't, you know, didn't, I was just like, hmm. Just taking it in. Okay. Like, you can you can calm down on me a little bit, but. <laughs> Not so much on me. Not so much on me. But still to this day, that's a conversation that I have never let go. Got you. Got you. Um. When I was young, so I have a young, I have a male best friend. We've been best friends since we was kids. Um, we don't talk on the regular, but anytime we talk and link up, like it's like we never stop talking. We mm-hmm. we we just are on two different paths in life and different stuff going on. But like I said, like I I'll probably see him in the next week or two. As I say this, because I'll go to his mom's house, we'll both be over there, that type of situation. So we've been friends since we was seventh grade in high school junior high okay um That's me and, and then all of my girlfriends we've been on each other for years too like these all childhood friends and in the midst of that some of them we may not talk we may have bumped heads and then we realize like all right we need to grow past that because we both could have grew up we both was being a little immature um, but I'm down to a core, like, and this, my bros, the, they all will tell you, if, if you know me, you know who the bros are, because I'm normally with one of them, or we doing something, we all doing something together, um, my brother, <laughs> Mr. Johnson, Kenny Johnson, <laughs> there is no way other for me to have met this man so I met Kenny, what, we opened a business in 17. We probably knew each other a couple years before that. Started working in the nail salon. I was a customer first, so I was a worst mass customer to him first. <laughs> and then because I start showing that I wanted to learn how to do nails or that I've, I've watched him and Tanika enough to know how to lay some acrylic, they just start talking back to me like, I bet you ain't going to go get your nail license. And I went and got my nail license. And now I'm in the shop with them. And when I say grind like no other, he's like, we ain't leaving till they stop leaving. Till the, till the money stop coming through the door, we ain't leaving. And I'm in here like, all right, we in here. Till 2 o'clock in the morning, we in the nail salon. Booming. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And it was one of those connections that Bib was my stylist. So I had seen Kenny around, just didn't know him personal. That was his friend. Viv was my dog. Like I am a Viv and Kirby spoiled brat. I literally go in there when they just before they both about to leave and be like, I need a balance and something done to my hair. So the circles was close, just never crisscrossed for real. Um, heard all the stories of the things he said over the years <laughs> and done, but it wasn't definitely no interaction back then. And like I said, just from us being in the shop, we linked tight and we're going to ride this thing out till the wheels fall off. Um, in the midst of all of this, though, I've had friends that I've known, like my 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 bro Ben, his son came to the daycare. We went to high school together. So we've been knowing each other for years. And just as years went on, we became closer. And now we're opening up food truck together. Um, how did the studio come along? Me and Chris McBrayer, we been we went to high school together, and his son came to the daycare. So after the son, it's like we didn't we never lose contact. We just stayed in contact, and different things happened in life that just allowed us to come closer together. And through these transitions in life, we just maintained a relationship. And these niggas is honest. When I say they don't care, yeah, me like, give it to you raw. They don't have, they don't care about your feelings, and I ain't about to put sugar, soften it up for you or any of that. I'm gonna just all. give it right to you. And hey, and the crazy part is, how did I think up with Gutter Dave? Is him and Tracy actually came? They actually talked to Kenny at our first location back in '18 about being a part of Duncan for donations. So they came and whatever donation they asked, just say it was $400. So I feel like it was $400. And then when they came to the office to get the money from me, it was Dave and Tracy. Like, I've been knowing Tracy because we went to school together. We got pictures at junior high Afro ball together and stuff of that sort. So I'm like, 
Oh, what up? He introduced me to other. He he's in the community. He do this with the kids. All that stuff, dope. And he know how to draw. And they like, yeah, we supposed to be picking up like four fifty from you. And I'm like, oh well, I got five hundred. Y'all keep the whole five. So then, because my brother Kenny ain't playing. If I said four fifty, <laughs> why did you give him five hundred dollars? He like, bro, you gave him five hundred dollars. What happened to the change? And I'm like, oh, I just went ahead and told him they could keep the whole five hundred. Like. You don't even know them niggas. And, you <laughs> and I'm like, this seems like a dope cause. We about to be involved. We ain't, we've not been involved with nothing for donations since then. We stayed, maintained every year giving. Um, and I just enjoy the give back. I'm just, I truly help and love being a help. So with that collaboration from that point forward, like they then start exposing me to the work in the community. Like, you really love this. You don't mind. You naturally getting back. You're doing all of this over here. I'm already over here in the dub. This is an area that you already work in. So we just connected in. And through that relationship is how I gained all my city connections and city relationships. Dave never wants to take the credit for how many people he connected from the community to the city because that's a relationship that we don't normally have is how do you know somebody who works downtown? If right. you ain't in trouble, you don't know nobody down there. Right. So knowing <laughs> him was like, okay, now I get to see the other side. Because of Dave, I'm an ambassador of the city of Toledo. He's like, you should go through this program. You're going to pay attention to all of them. You absorb it in. So, and they all just had that different core in. How I end up with the podcast studio is Chris. We was over at another studio. It didn't work out or whatever. Maybe, case, case maybe I'm like, hey, man, that's my office. Let's make one. I love podcasting. And he helped me come in here, do everything hands on like no other. Um, it is not an endeavor that I take that I've done. When I say jumping out there, trying anything, Kenny going to support me, whatever. Hands down. I don't got to worry about it. Um, I know y'all get the rumors. Oh, they sleeping together or they messing up. Because, you know, they feel like women and men can't be friends. Um, no, I don't think I'm his type at all. I've never heard that rumor. I think everybody's very clear that we are not sleeping together. And, and you I know, the say. new thing with the new generation is they be like, oh, that's my best friend, but they really be sleeping together. Oh, no. See, these are my bros. And that's the same thing. Like, me and Burger, like, that's... That's yes, my bro. Exactly. Like, that's that's my bro. My best friend Braswell, he that's monster, the tattoo artist. Like we ain't never these this is my bro. Like you sit on the couch, I sit on the couch. We it is never nothing. And honestly, I think that when those boundaries are crossed, it's because of desperation. Because you at that point like, damn, I don't got nobody else. Because why would you even look at your friend like that? That's your like friend. looking at your sister. Right. And like, that's, so that's you what looking I'm at like. your sister with that eye, like, yeah, you know, one day I can. Um, you know, I'm the same person you told about how you was right. fucking them up. Right. Like, right. How you did them. And I'm like, nigga, you wrong. You are dead. Because I am that sister I, who, listen. who will tell you like, bro, now why did you play with that girl like that? Okay. You know that's gonna come back, and if it don't come back on you, it's gonna come back on your kids. Like you gotta operate a, in a space of morality, and I am the one who's gonna be right there holding you to the fire. <laughs> I don't want to hear your little whole stories because I, I'm definitely like, so are you the girlfriend that? Let me look. Yeah, you you can't have no two three girlfriends. We we ain't operating in that space. Yeah, don't put me in that. Don't situation. put me in that. Don't put me in that at don't all. Put me it's in that it's blowing up. I'm telling you now. Because I can't. Up. I can't ride. <laughs> Man, not at all. I can't. Don't and ever. too, I'm a woman. So exactly. Don't ever. And that I could, that could, I could catch your karma for allowing it. Look, these hoes ain't loyal, so I ain't gonna say I care about them. But you just not about to put me in that. Space. Right. I don't operate Do that with somebody else. And then all my cousins is boys. So, like, I am, my dad is one of 17. Majority of the cousins are boy cousins. So, this is always me. Like, my on my mom's side is one, two, three, four girl cousins. All the rest is guys. So, see, I was, I was more so uh, in the streets. So, 
Um, I was fighting all I was the time. With, I was with the, the boys, the drug dealers, because I was doing the selling the drugs with them too. And so, Perfect, huh? Because <laughs> it was more so my dad had me, my, me and my dad relationship was more like partners. Like, I should have been a boy for him. <laughs> I, I, I should have been, been his son. I should have been his son. My daddy wasn't exposing me. My dad was that, but Listen, he wasn't exposing me. I smoked my first joint with my dad. Really? Bro, so, one. Like, yeah. My dad was literally like, I should have been a boy. I didn't even like, know my dad drank alcohol until months before he nah, passed away. I was dropping my dad off to cheat on his wife to different women houses at like 14, driving his gallery. Oh yeah, my dad won. <laughs> I'm definitely princess. No, I'm no. a kid that changed who he is. So no. when they, when my dad passed, I started hearing all the stories. To this day, like a month ago, I heard a story that I never knew. And my dad been gone 23 years, 2001, 22 years. Um, October 5th. So, no, so I never really. I never really fit in with females. I never really fit in with them because I had the mind mentality because my dad used to always be like, anything a man can do out here in the streets, you don't need a man to do for you. You can do for yourself. My dad was like, I'm going to do it. You ain't got to do it. So it was like, oh, okay, you want to ride on 20s? Okay, I'm going to ride on 20s too. You got to up school, I got up school too. So I was... Now, I have that because I'm definitely riding on 20s. The name on the car, Empire right. Soul Ghetto, with my name on there. Lord, I thank you for the strong age that I've changed. Um, oh, yeah. From, I was looking, oh my God, I oh, was looking God. back at some old pictures like, I believe you have an old school. And it's so crazy. I'm driving like in the old school, my kids in the car with us, music beating. Yeah. And I'm like, I was so good. Oh my Lord, thank you for, for growth. Grow. <laughs> thank you for growth. And see, my uncle, my favorite family member is my uncle. Yeah, I was his right hand, his right hand. He was teaching me every scheme, scam underneath see, the book. <laughs> when I say my uncle was showing me how to get to it by all means necessary. And then you have my dad over here, like, no, you're gonna work. You're gonna save half of your check. See, that was you're not mom. gonna be doing this. Mm-hmm. That was my mom. My dad was like, hey, you listen. You gotta get to this bag. Don't get this. <laughs> my dad, like, hey, we can get this. You ain't gonna get in no trouble. Hey, I'm gonna show you what to do so you don't get in no trouble. For sure. That's my uncle all day. Like, I'm gonna show you how to make sure you don't get in trouble. We're gonna get into this accident. Your neck hurt, right? Like, yeah. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. My dad. Definitely. My dad. I remember I was 18 and I had my first credit card. He was like, so what I'm gonna do with this? I'm gonna have an old girl use the credit card, max it out, then you report it stolen. He was like, I need you to get on the phone, report it stolen as soon as she come out the door. You gonna get on the phone, report it stolen. So then you ain't gotta pay for all that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, what? My kids had a good Christmas. Definitely, definitely. That that's my uncle all day. That is my uncle all day. Like, all right, we about to get into an accident. Who's all getting in? Like that type of energy. It's a car coming down the street the wrong way. Who trying to get paid? And really got into an accident. And just so happened this person that he got into an accident with was the owner of KFCs from here in New York. So they all get paid. And he like, get out. We about to get into an accident. I'm a little kid. I'm only like 11, 12. He like, get out the car real quick. We about to get into an accident. I'm like, how do you know? He like, that car coming down the street the wrong way. Coming down Oakwood. Copewood. Getting dead on. Brand new Cadillac with an old school Cadillac. Brand new Cadillac, the man's toe up. My uncle got a Fleetwood. Barely even like touch. touch. <laughs> Flakes in the paint and all of that. He had the plan and they all got paid. And he was like, I got you. Took me on my little shopping spree. It was always that type of energy with him, though. But my dad, oh no, you ain't doing none of that. You ain't, uh uh-uh. uh. You yeah, going to man. work, work the job, save that money. My mom, she was always at work. So I'm a latchkey kid. Uh, go in there and make sure that house clean. Don't be doing nothing crazy till I get back and call your daddy. <laughs> so <laughs> until until I was 15 and a half when my dad passed away, it was call your daddy. I'm gonna send your daddy over there and check on you while I'm at work type of situation. 
And it probably took to maybe about 9, 10, where he finally stopped being like, every time she's gone, you need to be with me. I'm like, man, I could stay my babysit. Like, I started babysitting at 9. So you telling me I, I can't stay home by myself? Ooh, my daughter's 13 and she'll stay home by herself. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a new time now. It's a new time. <laughs> she might stay home for a little bit while I run around the corner to the store. I'll just be like, no. It's a new time. Maturity is there. I was watching kids. I made my first $200 at 11 years old at a convention um, because my mom was a part of the organizing body of the convention. And I said, we should have a room for kids to go hang out in. I'm going to bring my Sega. We're going to have some juices, some snacks. And the mom's got to sign them in and out. And it's like, you a kid, so we're going to put a grandma in there to be the supervisor. I'm like, I'm going to bring my crayons from home. Y'all just got to copy the papers. They gave me a ballroom. I'll never forget it. It's uh, the hotel downtown. It used to be the Wyndham. I don't know what it's called right now, but it was the Wyndham at that time. And they gave me a ballroom. And it was a kid room. People drop their kids off, but I had a tip jar there. So they pick their kid up, leave me some tips. So you know $200. I was like, oh, I hit the lottery. I was bored and I was pulling out my little ball, showing my friends. <laughs> ah, look at all this money I made tonight. And that was just the first night. The first night. 200 bucks. So I definitely um I knew then I wanted to do child care. My mom got into childcare because of me. It wasn't because of, that's what she wanted to do. There was a lot of kids at the house already. Before we ever had daycare license, I had plenty of kids who I was watching. Watching that one, watching that one. And my mom had to be present because it became so many kids. Like, okay, hold on. Now you, you're getting quite a few of them. And then she started keeping her godson. And I'm like, mom, we should have a daycare. She wanted a group home first. So we stayed as a group home for a whole year. And then the group home, for whatever reason, at that time, CSB was saying, we want to do more therapeutic foster homes. So we're not suggesting for kids to go to group homes. And because they weren't suggesting for that, they wouldn't sign the contract. And I'm like, oh, we can make it a daycare. Let's make it a daycare. We went through a lot of hell to get it a daycare, but this year we've been up for 20 years. So 20 years later. So how is that working with your friend? Like um, you and Kenny, how is that? Oh, it's great because he's a business. So for me, I'm the daycare. I make sure these kids took me care of like no other. The business part and the the courage to just try. Like that I can definitely say that before 2017, I've been into childcare. I had 14 years in the game then. Mm-hmm. Working for my mom. I probably was I was talking about, you know what? I need to go work at McDonald's. I want to move away. You just let me work at McDonald's. I just need a break from childcare. I can work at McDonald's. Why McDonald's? I don't know. But I wanted to go work at McDonald's in like Missouri or Kansas somewhere. I just wanted to get out of Ohio. I was tired of it. And we ended up talking. And next thing I knew, within 90 days, we had a center. We opened up a center. And that's the part of like not having no fear. Like, all right, what's these numbers going to be? The numbers we put down was not what we made at all. We surpassed that like no other. But we was like, we was okay with the numbers that was estimated. If it works out like this, if it goes like that, and we ain't turned our head back since then. We definitely had bumps in the road. Definitely had bumps in the road. He's a very passionate person. A very passionate person. He believe what he believe. And then I am so hard-headed because I'm like, no, I'm going to do it this way. And then when they blow up in my face, he'll be right there like, so what do you need to fix it? And not even going to be the person to be like, I told you so. It's more so like, what do you need to fix it? Um, before I even ask for some help. So I I very rarely, we both operate in a space where we ain't going to ask for no help. So prime example would be just with my food truck, like food truck opening. What are you doing? We've had these conversations. We're not doing things that require more work of us. I get that. We're doing things that's not going to require as much hands-on. I'm like, I want to do the food truck. I, this is what I want. He he didn't say that. So the year I set on the idea for the food truck for a whole year. When I first mentioned to him a year earlier, he was like, 
Bro, I'm not. No, we're not doing that. I'm like, well, I'll talk to you first. I'm opening up full truck and I move on. He was like, no, we're not doing it. So I battled that back and forth, like, uh, to get another business partner. Oh, this is probably the only person who is going to be able to handle and deal with me because in a business world, I ask questions and you're not going to take offense to what I got to say or this not making sense because you are the man of the group. There is no because you're the man. When we have conversations, you he speaks from a space of experience. So when you speak from a space of experience, I'm the childcare experience. This is my when we talk about the movements and how the daycare needs to move and what's best practice, I'm going. You sit back and listen. But when we talk about business creation and how it should be funded, I shut up and listen. You're going. So, so y'all balance each other. Yeah. And then he, after being in his partnership, we learned, like, he also said, like, you don't need no partner if they can't bring nothing up to the table. So... You don't need no partner if you always got to be right. Some of them people too. Oh, no. <laughs> that too. And when learning when to have battles and not like, I'll let you in on something just so you can just see that I was right. Like I, I've gotten to that space. We probably bump heads a lot previously just because it's like, who's right, who's wrong? He will just fall back and be like, I'm just going along with it because I don't want to be fighting with you. So then it gets to a point where I'm like, don't just go along with nothing because you don't want to be fighting with me. I don't need to go along with right. And ain't nothing going to change when it comes to what we got going on. Even if we don't agree, we just ain't going to agree. And we'll table that until we can go back and then figure out what's going to work best for the company. And it's not emotions involved. I don't like emotion-based decisions. and that's something I had to learn through this partnership is that when I decided in our partnership, we're going to split. It was an emotion-based decision. And then we split and we both like, yeah, we'd like to back together. We came back together. Yeah. And you... even during the split, we during the split, the heat of the split, we probably only didn't talk to each other maybe for two weeks. Maybe. I don't even think it went two weeks for her. Because that's my brother. Like, at the end of the day, if we, when we split, if if state came the next day to the daycare, I'm gonna be there. Right. If if when they was trying to get over here, as I'm building these spaces, my contractor was overcharging me and building the room with a lien. He came in here and got my money back. Like we might not even been talking the day before. It don't matter. When stuff needs to be handled, you know, jump in there. That's my brother. So it's it's past a just a business relationship. The businesses are going to continue to come and go, but we're going to stay tight. So my new partner now with Ben, my other brother, he'd be like, I'll just let you talk. <laughs> he'd be like, I'll just let you talk. And in the food truck world, he is the food truck expert, but I'm the business part of it that showed him, like, you can make a lot of money in food trucking if you are able to come off the truck and put your charisma into the space, you will make the connections that'll keep this truck booked and busy. And he, I was like, listen to me for a year and I'm gonna show you how this food truck can make some money. He listened for a year. So now when we're building this food truck, we're in a space where I'm on the news because I got shot and I have a uh, in the report, they say there's a food truck. So now the, the I'm operating out of the food truck without license. And boy, oh boy, was he pissed. Like, are you serious? No, we couldn't predict what was going to happen. But now they come and give me an on-site cease and desist. And I'm the queen of all lives. So I don't want to lie. And they is pissed off down there. And they taking <laughs> their great little time to make sure they license us now. And I'm like, well, we just got to fight through it. And he's like, I'm going through it with you, but I definitely am pissed off. Because if you wouldn't have went live, they might not be so pissed off. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's my bad. My but bad. you got to be able to agree to disagree. <clears throat> and still move past. Some friends can't do that. 
you have some friends that you can't tell them, hey, you know, my I think best you friend shouldn't be doing this, or I think you shouldn't be doing that. Oh yes, my best friend. So at my my women best friend, my woman best friend, because I don't have many. I have one. Um, and it's more so women. She worked for me at the in home. She worked for my mom. Then she worked for us, me and Kenny, at the daycare. And now she owns her own childcare center. So that's like that's the way you want to see the growth happen. Right. Is that you don't gotta be for me. I can help you make sure you grow. You get this information. I've always been that type of friend. But the how we are, we were able to maintain being friends is because we had to agree. Like once we step out of daycare. That's when the friends start. What happened at the daycare? We're not allowing that to linger into our relationship. So you're not still mad at me because I had to write you up because of something you did at work. And now it's you off work and we still bickering about it. No, we ain't doing that. We don't do that. That's the bad. Like I, I we just had this conversation a couple days ago. Um, me and one of the bros, and I'm like, Really, what I think is that if a business has too many personal relationship employees, that's that's what stunts the growth. Too many personal relationships. Like you want to have somebody personal because you want somebody to have your back in it. But when you start having too many employees that you have relationships with, or you don't know how to keep that relationship to just a work relationship, it's going to stunt your growth. I'm watching small businesses that can't thrive because there's too many employees that are connected. They either, you got too many siblings working in your spot, so then when you piss off one, they all going to quit. Now you missing three because you pissed off one, and that one who you pissed off is normally the goat, so she's going to find a job that'll take her and her too. <laughs> like, I haven't experienced it all, man. I don't have, I didn't experience it all. We definitely have experienced it all and weathered through all of those storms. But that's the one thing that I'm noticing here lately with small businesses is that you can't have too many relationships with the employees because those type of relationships they cloudy your judgment because you're thinking about like what if i let them go how they gonna pay their bills mm -hmm. how you gonna pay your bills if they keep fucking up your business yeah <laughs> like yeah that's true too um uh, i love their kids i don't want to see their kids go through that you know like it'd be a lot of those things that are not on the table of what is the black and white mm -hmm. I don't have no gray area. Me and I don't gray area. It's black and white. So that's something that can you lack empathy. <laughs> you need to work on that. And I'm like, I don't like empathy. It's just everything is black and white. It's only gray. But they went through that in a emotional business. That too. That oh, too. Get that too. That Do too. you find it easier to be friends with male versus female? I find it so much easier for me to chop it up with men than I do with women. Hmm. Definitely men because the space that we operate in right now, men cannot, men don't walk around with their feelings on their sleeve. Yes. So when I go to chop it up with a woman, it's some fake ass women out here. Let's go there. Okay, I was waiting for it to come. <laughs> Let's go there. Like I was waiting for it to come because you got the secret jealous. You got the the secret beef, the secret competition. Like I want to see me. I want to see us all. I when I say I want to see us <coughs> win, I truly that's what Black Lido is. Like it really is a space for us all to win, but. It is these people who I operate in my own world so much that I'm really not paying attention to the outside world. I don't be knowing if Kenny make a post. Somebody got to call and tell me because whatever the algorithm is, 
none of the people who I have close relationships with, when they post on Facebook, I don't see any of their posts. So I ain't in the loop. I don't want, and I don't care to be in the loop. That's what, if you ain't calling me and telling me about it, it ain't my business anyway. I just got to that level. Yeah, so I, where I just, I don't even, if it wasn't for promotion, I wouldn't even be like on exactly. Facebook. Like, like, I could just scroll past people's stuff and they'd be calling me like, did you see such such? Like, no. These women who, when they are, so this is what I'm experiencing right now in this coming of a butterfly, that village made me have to do this is a new brand and at the moment when we when we separated the businesses i had to get out the village academy so i'm out here doing a lot of networking and now people are seeing and saying like oh she got a lot of information she'll share it and they want to come close and be in and i'm like i'll share the information with you but we ain't got to be close like that that's not a requirement but then there is this little bit of where I'm just giving information and I'm just truly supporting. I find out like, you know, she don't like you. Or did you pay attention to how she looked? Somebody else catching it. Mm -hmm. I didn't catch it, girl. I didn't pay. I'm so Mariah Carey when I walk in here. <laughs> like I ain't paying no attention. I don't see nothing but my goal. Like that's it. That's all. When they said in the Breakfast Club, when Mariah came in the Breakfast Club. They put all the lights around her. She was the only one in there. That's how I exist. I operate in a space like that. And because I am a man, I'm a, I am a woman who deal with a lot of men, I can operate in that space. Like, they ain't like, sit down, let us get the shine. So, you know, like, I, I don't have to worry about that. And I'm a helper to all of them and whatever they doing. So when it's who's supposed to get the shine is never confused. This is your space when we're in a daycare. We sit back, we do whatever you need us to do. When I'm in their areas, that's their space, and I do whatever they need me to do. So it's easily translated. It's with women where I'm here to support this woman, and now you've turned the conversation. And like, well, since she here and she know all that, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I, I just came here to support her. Right. Why do you why are you saying something? Oh. You the person they were saying didn't like me. I didn't even realize that you didn't like me because every time I see you, you speak. But now, now because we live in such a social media world, I'm getting the screenshot to see like, you see, she didn't hurt you when they suggested your name. Oh, is that what hate look like? And I'm like, damn, is that what that is where... A list of hogs come up, you heard everybody but my name, or a list of podcast studios come up, you don't like me, you want to compare your life to me. No. Alexia and Kenny are the best male woman duo business partners in the city. I'm going to say it for us because I keep getting this little undertone of like... <laughs> <laughs> I keep giving this little undertone of hate, and it's like I wasn't even paying attention to it. You ain't even on my radar, but we the best. Ain't nobody done it like us, and, and I'm okay with saying that comfortably now. It took a long time to get there, but <laughs> it took a long time to get there for sure. That's right. Drop the bomb, Ty. Drop the bomb. Um, but that that was my when I came up with this episode. <laughs> Like y'all been rocking for so long. We and look, and we we only been in business since 2017. But but you went through the woes of business, you don't got no choice but to get tighter. Like you, I we went got when you said 2017. Up. I'm like, dang, that's it, that's it. Like <laughs> it seemed like y'all been like rocking way before then. Definitely. Um I tell everybody, like, that's my brother in shining armor. If you could ask for a brother, like, if I could wish, what would I want my brother to be? How would I put my brother together? It's going to be Kenny. You're going to show up when I don't ask you to show up. You're going to show up when my family don't show up. You're going to rock and support anything I do without me asking you. You know if I'm having something, you're going to be there before I get there. Like, when, when I opened up Village Academy, we beefing. This, this real back scene. We beefing the day before. Arguing on the phone, everything day before. 
can't believe you're doing this. Blah, blah. Man, shut up. I'm doing it. At this point, Village is about to open grand opening the next day. He like, when I come there, I'm knocking everything down. I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay, when you come here and knock everything down, this is going to be the day that we're about to be in here scrapping. And I'm calling the police because I'm not about to play with you. I come here. Kenny in here sleeping up. He done bought all the brooms for them because I clearly didn't have no broom, whatever. Him and Chris is in here cleaning up. And I'm surprised with a, a throne chair and a backdrop. And here, this is your photo booth area. Like, even though we we going to argue left and right, that anybody tell you, we going to argue, we going to argue, and then at the end, we going to figure out, like, yeah, you was wrong. Because at the end of the argument, it is a, like, you know what? All I was saying was, I don't like when you do that because that hurts my feelings. And but you should be able to that. do that. You should be able to do that. And I find it easier to do that with men. For sure. Than with women. For sure. Because women are say, oh, I forgive you. We cool. But then a couple months down the road, you'll so, see some hater. Like, I will oh, say I've heard it. about that with women. I've seen women do that amongst each other. I don't have any of those women in my life. I don't anymore. Yeah. But I do say also, uh, me and another uh, female, uh, me and Tish, another my friend, we had 30 plus women, vendors, all under one roof, and had an all queens pop up. Oh, wow. In 2020. And it hasn't been done since. And there was no drama. Everybody got along. Everybody supported each other. Yeah. Everybody was like, "Oh, I don't got this product, but my but over here she got that." Sure. So I know it can be done. For sure. I just feel like when you in them little circles, you get them little circles. When we get it's out always of, that one bad apple. <laughs> <laughs> when we get out of the mindset of like only I can do it. Like I, I exist in a space in childcare that says, "I'm taking my headphones off tight." Don't whoop me. <laughs> um, I exist in a space that says, "You can put a daycare next door to me." Like we, we're both going to eat. I'm gonna send you kids. I'm gonna make sure I come jump in whenever you need me to jump in at. So when we get out of that mindset of like it's not enough business to go around. I think that's when we all gonna grow. Like I've done pop just it's funny that you mentioned pop-up shops. Those pop-up shop women are very catty. The women who organize them and stuff, and it's like, oh, you doing yours like that? Like, how do you have backlash about how I organize minds? I'm not doing this to make a profit. I'm doing this because I want to share the information. Because as an ambassador, I'm getting emails straight from the city of programs we don't even know about. So at the beginning of my pop-up shops, I require a networking hour between the vendors. Before the customers get there, we got to talk. I just jumped in. Guess what? I'm doing a pop-up shop because I wanted to let y'all know we had a space for rent. So it was my form of advertising this space for rent, but it also gave me an opportunity to give information, a way to up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Um, me doing brunches with bosses. Brunch with... Uh, Brunch with bosses, I was doing like a mentory uh, conversation between entrepreneurs once a month back here in the fall. And I will say the first couple was supportive, heavy, and then it kind of faded off. And it's because from what I've been told, because I I would say I probably I probably would have kept doing it if, with one person showing up. Because it was never a time when nobody showed up. Somebody showed up every time. But, but if you we came into person. summer season and I'm like, I'm busy now. So I got the food truck is out. I'm trying to do this food truck. I got a new baby. But Brunch with Bosses was my baby. And once again, these brothers cater to whatever I need. Kitty, like, you can do it here. You're going to have a back room. I'm make the food. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Like, they support. Like, my best friend was at my best friend Julie. Shout out to S and J's Learning Academy on the door, um, in the Reynolds Corner Library. My last one I had, she was here. She was here at the first one too, but at the last one, her and Kenny was both here. Like they brought their kids and everything. So like 
Our people, we just support each other. Like, but you can. Everybody can eat everybody. because what's meant for me is what? meant for me. All three of us own daycares. You yes. didn't stop any of us from owning the daycare because what's meant for you is meant for you. Definitely, you ain't gonna miss it. Definitely. Definitely. And I think when women get that in their head, we can all rise up together. Oh God. Oh God. Like, I ain't got to be jealous of you. You might bring something to the table, which you probably will bring something to the table that I can't bring something that I can't bring. We sharing so much information because your experience with the state inspector versus my experience with the state inspector versus my experience with the city of Toledo versus your experience. Like, those are the bits and pieces we got to share with each other just to get to the next level. And the old heads... Because I love old, I, I I ain't gonna hold you like I would. I entertain conversations with women who are twenty my senior yes. more than anything because y'all got some experience, y'all got some knowledge that I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that's my age, not to say I don't entertain those conversations because I do. It's a group of us who uh, work together for the um, for our class reunion and stuff, and there's some guys in that group too. But the women who are way older than me. I get one or two things. They're bitter. Girl, don't be telling them people all that. Ain't nobody going to help you. They ain't going to show up for you. And guess what? When they be telling me that, it happens. You're right. Didn't nobody <laughs> tell me nothing. Didn't nobody show up. She was right. But that ain't going to change me from not wanting to share the information. Because if we keep that mindset of they not going to be there for you, who going to break the, the generational cycle of somebody not being there? Like, no, I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up. I'm going to tell you the information. I got a group right now on Facebook that's um, Ohio child care owners because we need to be able to go on here. We need to be able to, hey, this happened. What can I do? Yeah, because I think if I think if all the child care owners get together right before school starts and just have a big party for all the kids, like that would be so dope. An opportunity like no other. Right now with this annual Halloween party we having, when I say you last so year many people team set up their tables and give was information. Dope. Last year team was dope. Our picture what was like 30 of us in there. I think we had 30 volunteers last year. This year, I started earlier. Last year, well, we threw it together like 30 days. <coughs> I feel like it was 30 days. Ty came through. Shout out to Impact Man. They came through. Came through, but this year we've been planning the Halloween party. I want to say this group is about 50 people. It is all entrepreneurs. Everybody is donating their time, their items, just truly come together. And I just put a post out there, hey, who want to help? But as an entrepreneur, normally we don't ask for help. So wow. I was like, let me step out here. Just like I had a business that just failed. I had a whole transportation company, ran it for a whole year, me and my mom. Told our pockets down. Well, let me tell you all the story on how this felt. Because I can tell you how I didn't make it, which if you prevent some of these things in your creation, in your transportation company, or work harder in these other areas where I didn't, it could probably help you not run into that same thing. So I'll be willing to share it all. And the pop-up ladies are the only ones who have a problem with it. Like one of the old head pop-up ladies like, you shouldn't be doing pop-ups like that. Wait. I didn't know it was a certain way you do them. The fact that y'all have turned pop-ups into to be like a full business, like you know, a pop-up is just that. Like you pop up. Pop up. They were never even this far in advance playing. Like people having a whole year because you don't turn this into a stream of income. You don't even care if this person makes some money. I'm getting vendors calling me now saying, yeah, I paid $50. I, I barely made the $50 back. If somebody had a pop-up that I'm throwing and you don't get no traffic, I'm making sure your traffic is generated. I'm making sure you're going to make a sale. You you don't even make the money back that you invested. I got to give it back because I'm not doing this for money. Right. So when I me having that outlook on that pop-up stuff, made some of those little pop-up ladies angry. Well, you know, when you when you do something and you ain't doing it for money, it's easy for you to do it. 
when I when I did the pop up, I did it for a minute because uh, and back then we were selling little girls clothes. Oh, um, dope. I did it for a minute, me and my daughter, and it was cool. But then it was just like it's a whole lot to do to host those. So I was like, mm, yeah, mm. This, this ain't for me no more. It is a whole like, lot I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool on this. Mm-hmm. And then being responsible for the place in your name, making sure that they clean up, making sure. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. I didn't do that. I don't want to do that. I was like, I don't want to do that. I already knew. I was like, yeah, I'm going to move on to something else. Yeah, I'm going to go on and click the difference. That ain't my lane no more. I'm going to move on to a different lane. For sure, for sure. Let me find something else to do. Yes. But ultimately, I think really, if women can accept, constructive criticism and as long as it's coming from a genuine genuine place we will be fine but what is considered a genuine place because when you don't want to hear it you always feel like there's a little hate in there that's really what it be but if I know you if I'm rocking with you like okay say okay yeah I'm sorry Ty Okay. <laughs> if I'm rocking with you like you and Kenny, but it's me and you, I know that you're not going to tell me anything to hurt me. I know that what you tell me is coming from a genuine place that you really care. So I'm not going to look at it as hating. If you're looking at it as hating, then somebody then already showed you some hater stuff mm-hmm. is how I feel. You, that you and that person didn't already have a situation where they didn't already showed you. I've learned through, through this um, experience with all my bros, like especially with him, um, that I have to wait on when I want to say certain things. The time and the place for everything. Mm-hmm. And even though I might want to speak about this inspection right now, you may be feeling some type of way about this inspection and you ain't trying to talk about a corrective action plan right this minute. Right. Right. I just want to digress, digress for today. I don't want to have that conversation. So understanding that, that that's growth and know that when you do have a friend, sometimes they're not going to know when is the right time. Because sometimes I'll be, talk, I'll be like, I'll be talking and him, him and Ben would just be like, what did you say? Like, yeah, we was listening, but we wasn't. Because right now ain't the time for that. I'm telling you, I'm trying to digress from something that I'm that I've told you about. And right now, you talking about some serious state stuff or health department stuff that I ain't even trying to hear right now. So being able to recognize those spaces, I think is what's important with women is that. You got to figure out when they're in the mood to receive that corrective criticism. And you got to know how to deliver it. Yeah. Well, who you dealing with? Because they say I'm blown. Me too. <laughs> so my daddy was like, sometimes you just need to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you just tell people how it is. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know how to sugarcoat nothing. I'm starting to say nothing. I don't know how to sugarcoat it. To baby you. Mm-hmm. I'm babying out here. I'm the queen of babying. Because I have a you zero tolerance for excuses. Who baby? So As an employer, I've learned that I don't have a zero tolerance Because right now, there's not an employee who's giving you their all. Like, COVID has allowed people to look at life differently. So learning to be an employer who understands that is what we're going through right now. Understanding that I don't care how much I pay you, if you don't want to be great, you're just not going to be great. Mm-hmm. Like I can give you all these incentives. I can create checklists. I can do this. I can do that. You're just here to get a check. And when you give me, I'm just here to get the check. I just got to put you where you work best for my company and not judge the fact that like, 
So you really just been here five years and you ain't doing, you okay with not having no other position? Well, I mean, you get people like that. I worked with a lady who been in the, she was in the same week office in the same spot, same chair, same front desk for 32 years. Yeah. And understanding and that. I was understanding like, that is hard as a small business owner. I'm not like, in a big office. You're a federal employee and nobody is probably even looking at you for real. Like your office manager don't care and they just having you showed up. That makes their life easier. As the employer, I want all my staff to grow and to elevate and I want to give you incentive. I want you to start with me and you was catching the bus and now you got a car and now you, you know, like I just want to see life get better for you. And sometimes they don't want to see all this. They're like, girl, I'm just here to work. Like, why are you in my business? <laughs> and I'd be, I'd be like, you know where I am? I'm sorry. My bad. I care too much. I was going to say, that, that, that's when you got that that heart. Because I got that heart, too. Because I'd be like, you don't want to do better for your kids? Like, you don't want to you don't want to get a raise? You don't want to move up? Like, so your kids can have better? Like, you okay you. with just settling? Like, I'm never okay with just settling. I, I guess I got that part from my mother. She was like, you will never get comfortable. You keep moving up the ladder. Keep moving. Keep keep coming with a different idea to make more money. You don't never settle paycheck to paycheck. Mm. So that's Kenny all night. You don't get too comfortable. Yeah, you say quite often. <laughs> yeah, I move and shake. Well, this has been interesting and this has been unique. <laughs> I love that in there. For sure, it's been unique. Um, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I feel so privileged to be your first guest. Well, I feel so privileged for the opportunity. I'm like, <laughs> I'm about somebody asking on a podcast. <laughs> this is nice. And then look, what I was telling people, like, I'm going to be on a podcast. They're like, yeah, I saw it on your page. Ain't it at your podcast? But I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> like, I don't care about it being my studio. I was happy somebody asked me on a podcast. Like, Wow, I'm really about to be on somebody's podcast. Because I just was bogarting my way on the mud talk. Like, I'd just be up in here, up in there. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> one of the episodes. <laughs> she heard me. Oh, I'm over here in the corner giving those. Like, I do this. You know. Come on, I'm here. Girl, you think of being here. Get out of the way. <laughs> but they welcome me with, with open arms. Yes, open arms. I love it. Love it. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Oh, we happy to have you. Look, Many Faces Podcast Studio definitely has room for more. Yeah, Make sure on. you reach out to Ty if you're trying to get in. Come on aboard. Come aboard. We'd love to have you here. What, what do you think about our new space? I know when you came in, it didn't look like this. And now you're here to go live and you're like, wait, this ain't how it looked when I came for my I interview. know. When I came first, I was like, where's the table? But I love this. I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm comfy. That's what I want. I'm relaxed. I'm comfy. It's easy for me to just talk. I put my notes away. I don't okay, even need my no, notes. Like, okay, we just flowing. No. We just having a conversation. Shout out to Gutter Dave, man. Shout out. Look, shout out to Gutter Dave and Chris. Because when I tell you, them bros came through to make sure. And we're going to say shout out to Kenny right now because we need two of those motivational pictures you have in your storage unit. For the wall behind us. And Kenny, you still owe me. And you still owe. And you still owe. <laughs> like, you still owe. We ain't going to get into details, but you still owe. <laughs> I need pictures on this wall. He got some dope pictures, though. So I got to go there and choose what I want. Well, I thank you. And this is it. <laughs> so with that, I really have. Girls and be it by itself. It's for all the girls that's I and D E P E and D and T. It's 
for all the girls that be living stress free. This for all the girls on a mission like me. This for all the girls. This for all the girls around the world. This is for the girls. Negativity around me, high frequency. I'm talking high energy, yeah, yeah. Good energy. I don't need no negativity around me. High frequency. I'm talking high energy, yeah.